Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. Chipotle is my life. My life. Especially when there's free delivery on Uber Eats. Free plug there for Suckers. those guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I am your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I am Chad Quarantine and So Wash. We are honored to welcome back for the second time. Woo-hoo! Yeah, they're they're Woo. just that gullible. <laughs> Joe and Mike, or Mike and Joe from hey. Chipotle. Guys, what's up? How, How are, are you guys? guys? Yeah, so it's just to get this right, just to get this right, first it's Mike Mueller. He is uh the yeah. director <laughs> of TA at Chipotle and Joe. Albino. Albano. No, Albano. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You're bringing up, you're bringing up old childhood wounds with the albino talk, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After our last podcast, we definitely wanted to have you guys back. Unfortunately, it's during a crisis, but fortunately it's during a crisis so that we can talk about how Chipotle is managing a crisis situation. There are tons of companies that are out there today that are on the ropes and they don't know what the hell to do. So um, I know that you guys wouldn't claim to have all the answers, but we, we've been sitting back and watching some of the things that Chipotle has been doing. And I've personally been pretty impre- impressed. And I wanted to be able to talk about some of those things today because you guys, the reason I believe you have an amazing brand is obviously product has a lot to do with it, but it's how you treat your people. And I think that's one of the things that we really want to focus on today. And also I know Joel wants to focus on how he can get free food for the rest of the year. So <laughs> those are uh, those are two of our favorite uh, topics, guys. And so no, thanks for having us back. And and obviously it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know the times are, are so different from you know a few weeks ago, much less a few months ago. But it really is uh, part of our you know part of our transformation, which is what we call the you know the relocation and and, and the reorg. And it's funny because the other day I was uh, Joe and I were talking and I was thinking, hey, you know, I think we're kind of post transformation. And in some respects, I suppose we are. But here's the deal is that those lessons that we learned, how are you, how can you be flexible? How can you be adaptable? And like you said, how can you really ensure that you're listening to and caring for your people? Um, Those have really been the hallmarks of the last couple of weeks and watching this team um, led by an amazing leadership team and everybody in the restaurants and everybody in, in our support centers has been really, truly, truly humbling because we talk about the Chipotle family, but we're seeing it, man. We're seeing it every day in action. And and for us, look, this is unprecedented for everybody. So we're not going to sit here and be presumptive and say, we've got this all figured out. That's not a fair statement. But I think what's really fair is to understand that we're caring for our people. And, and the, the thing that I was thinking about the other day is, you know, we talk about cultivating a better world. And I, I have a suspicion that we're kind of on the precipice of that being something that will be defined in a way we could have never imagined a couple of years ago, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that makes me incredibly proud to be a part of Chipotle is really for the past couple of weeks, couple of months, almost, it's every conversation Mike and I have been a part of is 
what do we do to to take care of our people? And, you know, we have an organization of 80,000 plus human beings who rely on working at Chipotle and rely on that paycheck. And every conversation has been, how do we continue to, you know, make sure that we're, our, 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 our employees are safe, our guests are safe, and how are we making sure that our employees during a time of crisis are, are receiving a paycheck every two weeks? Um, and that's been, I think, the, the biggest eye-opener for me. And it, it's not surprising um, for us to be a part of those conversations, but it's been, it's been, really, um, it's been really inspiring to be a part of this, uh, this message at Chipotle. Can you guys sort of paint a picture? What, what does a current sort of day for a Chipotle worker look like? Are people that go in being replaced with delivery people from DoorDash and Uber Eats, like just coming in and out regularly? Sort of what does that picture look like for those sure. of us that are, that are stuck at home? Sure. So right now, if you're um, ordering or if you're wanting to eat Chipotle, if you're going into our restaurants, we're, we're offering um, pickup orders and to-go orders and delivery orders. So we've shut down all of our dining rooms across the country. In fact, I think we are one of the first major chains to to announce that public closing of our, of our dining rooms, even before it was mandated um, by cities and states across the country. Um, Good for you. Thank yeah. you. And again, it was because we want to make sure that we're doing our part and keeping our people safe while also serving safe, delicious, craveable food. So we, we've closed down our dining rooms. Um, and then we've actually, since we're opening for to-go orders in our restaurants, we've actually marked, uh, I guess, a spot six feet apart for our guests to wait at if they're in our restaurants picking up food. Um, again, we are, 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 are very committed to ensuring we're practicing social distancing. Um, and then we also have, um, what a lot of our restaurants are doing is we have a crew member or manager in the front of the restaurant informing guests that, you know, we are to go only and our dining rooms are closed. Um, and we mm -hmm. actually have our, our people bringing the to-go orders or delivery orders to the front. So eliminating even more people from walking into our restaurant. You know, one of the things too, Joe, is um, 2015 we had some challenges and it really gave us an opportunity to build some pretty robust class leading practices from a food safety perspective. So when you look at those good habits that we built in addition to the scrappiness that really became embedded in our DNA with our transformation. Um, again, mm -hmm. not saying that we've, that we've, we've solved this. I don't think anybody has, but I think that we're, we're really well positioned to continue to be honored by being an essential provider and taking care of our people and people who need a good meal right now. Absolutely. What kind of numbers are you guys seeing on the delivery side? And you guys almost have a glimpse into what different regions and cities are, are sort of preparing for this based on delivery numbers, I would assume. What's going on there? We lead in gratefully. Uh, we've got some really sharp people on the digital side who have been uh, leaning in heavily in building that infrastructure. Um, over the past couple of years. Over the past couple of years, yeah, which which probably gives us a, a little bit of an advantage over over some of the, of the competitors who are looking to solve this now. So uh, numbers have been really pretty impressive. So I was chatting with our our CMO, uh, Chris, the other day, and, you know, Uber Eats was a, a pretty flawless implementation. And so if you look at that, you know, if you look at the various channels, um, you know, over the, I don't have, you know, the hard numbers, but it, we're looking at, at doubling to, to tripling what we were used to prior to the craziness that we're all in right now. And so again, I mean, pretty fortunate because I, I know a lot of our competitors probably, probably can't say that. 
And, and, and it's really because of our increase in digital business, are we um, really able to keep our doors open, keep people employed, um, and actually hire more people? Um, yeah, we're still know, hiring. We are still hiring. And, you know, we were one of also, we were one of the first. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were one of the first national chains to really implement um, social distancing with interviews. So, We've been working with our leaders across the country to ensure that we are utilizing digital interviews, whether it's you know phone interviews, Skype interviews, FaceTime, et cetera, um, really creating those best practices and implementing them a few weeks ago um, because we, we still need to hire people and, and, and serve our guests and, and we're, we're still growing. So, you know, we had these planning meetings a couple of, a couple of weeks back. We're thinking, like, how do we shift? And we have to have these, these training sessions and, and, and really what's been... <laughs> I guess, you know, inspiring from our perspective is that our people know how to shift. They know how to flex and they know how to how to adjust, you know, and, and, and I really think that in, in all aspects of, of the business, that was an advantage. But it, it's been really cool to see it because still need people, but we want to keep people safe. So let's let's jump into what you're actually doing for employees, because I think that is incredibly important, especially as we see we, we saw the unemployment numbers, their their record oh, highs. Right. Oh, but, my God. but Chipotle is now offering a 10 percent increase in hourly pay. Yes. So first off, having a job is one thing. You were talking about living paycheck to paycheck in some cases, but in this case, you're talking about going even further in in going after that 10% increase. Tell me how that actually happened. It's a it's an amazing idea. It's it's awesome. Tell us how that actually how that conversation started and how it came to fruition. Was it was it quick? Did it take a while? So I think I'll, I'll kick it off and I'll have Mike uh, close it down. But it, it was a really quick process. And we are very fortunate to have an amazing uh, total rewards team um, committed to cultivating a better world for the people who work for Chipotle. And when when we first started going through this pandemic a couple of weeks ago and we saw the impact it had on the economy and people losing their jobs, the first thought behind the scenes was, I don't think we're going to have to have those same issues at Chipotle. You know, we're, 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 we're growing our delivery business. We're keeping our doors open. We are feeding our communities. Um, and we want to take care of the people who are doing that every single day. Um, so born through this was this the 10% increase for our hourly workforce, which is roughly, I would say, 95% of our total employees are in the field are hourly based. Um, so what we did was we implemented the 10% increase for people who work between March 16th and April 12th, um, where we've given them a 10% increase in compensation. Um, <laughs> but Joe, you, you know, this doesn't include you. <laughs> it doesn't include me and I am okay with that. Um, <laughs> but maybe it should. <laughs> In this, you also have uh, paid sick leave starting on the first day of employment. That's that's fairly standard. Um, what what else is happening? Again, as a response to be able to manage this this crisis and ensure that you're obviously you know you're shutting down uh, the the restaurant 
helps the employees yeah. to, to stay away from the public, but it also helps the public to stay away from the public. So what else are you guys doing in managing this crisis, whether it's, you know, your yeah. employee assistant program, whatever that might be? We've explored, and I'll touch on something that you know you were asking earlier. So, what did that conversation look like? How how long did it take? That was that was a matter of operations leadership, our total rewards team, our people experience team, as you guys know, is you know what, what we call human resources um, mm-hmm. coming together in really a couple of days um, max, which again doesn't surprise me, but also makes me feel really appreciative. So one of the other things that we did was expanded the emergency leave benefits, and so that's uh-huh. you know really really geared towards specifically taking care of those who are you know directly affected by COVID nineteen. Um, and, awesome. and so, you know, yeah, so it, it's really cool, actually. So as part of that, you know, people who are uh, affected would receive, you know, pay that's essentially equal to their upcoming two week schedule or their average hours um, worked, uh, whichever, you know, whichever is greater uh, between the two. And so, you know, for us, it's really a matter of ensuring that our people know their family and and know that we're never going to make them choose between work and their their health, their safety, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of the things that we we've seen because the, the, the 10% increase is obviously big, um, to be able to help pad what's going on, but also, you know, you, you helping them to understand that you're here for them to keep them safe. You want to, you want to keep the, the customer safe. There's no question, but they are job one. Um, I also like, and this is something that I think you guys have been doing for, for a while. You offer teams of medical care for like $20 a year. And it's like 24 seven virtual access with a dollar copay. And I think right now you guys have been doing this for a while. This is, I think now going to have to be standard for everybody. And in this type of a COVID crisis, this is, this is perfect. This is exactly what companies need. We were proud of it, but it's, you know, all of a sudden you, you look at it and, and, and you say, um, how do we do without this, right? It, it's going to be something that's so critical and such a hallmark of our offerings. And one of the things that we've tried to do too, you know, from a, from an internal employee perspective is make sure that it's, you know, there's one email address, there's one point of contact, there's one number. So essentially wrapping, you know, wrapping into this concierge service. So you don't have to go fumbling around figuring it out. If you need help or your family needs help, there's one point of contact. And I think just to, just to, Reemphasize something Mike just said. Um, it's not only for our employees. It's we can you, we, you can utilize that benefit for your family as well, and that's the part that I think is 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 incredibly inspiring because we we have you know we employ a lot of hourly people who um, you know maybe they don't come from a family who has insurance or who has benefits um, that most might have. So being able to be an 18 year old uh, employee of Chipotle and making sure that you know their family can take advantage of these health concierge benefits as well um, during a time like this or, or any time is is truly inspiring. And these are video calls, correct? With medical medical physicians or, or PAs or what have you. Is that is that what they are for the most part? You know, we offer a, a if we if our employees want to utilize a text based conversation, a phone call, or a video call. Wow, um, all three are available to them, and so and good for social distancing. 
especially with social distancing, this is huge. And, you know, I, I utilized the service a couple of months ago and it really is as easy as it sounds. I was having a, a text message based conversation with, uh, with an actual doctor. It was two in the morning. I wasn't feeling well. Um, she prescribed medication for me and I picked it up at a 24 hour pharmacy about 20 minutes later. She knocked on the door. She, right. she hand delivered it herself. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> but it, it, it truly is a wonderful service. And we'll get back to the interview in a minute. Building a cult brand is not easy, especially when you're sending candidates into a black hole, which is why you need friends like Rupesh Nair, CEO of Smashfly, on your side. Having someone submit a resume that just goes into the black hole is devastating uh, for candidate experience. Doing to close the black hole and ensure everyone has a great experience when applying. Well, we're doing a group of things out there. One is to ensure that the application experience itself is seamless by integrating with ATSs meaningfully and, and providing that statuses back and forth and ensuring that the levers of communication are activated every time there is a status coming back and forth from the ATS. So just kind of providing transparency in the in the application process by leveraging our uh, our candidate relationship management solution. The second aspect is then actually ensuring that we're using our matching algorithm to bubble up people pretty quickly where they are a great fit for that particular role in the company and ensuring that the conversational engagement starts right away and a recruiter is notified while the engagement is going on is critical. Then that way we are prioritizing those engagements which are needed to the most important applicants right away. And then eventually ensuring that anyone who is not necessarily a good fit at that point, we are continuing to engage them, whether it is the job they applied for or for any other job, or for that matter, just general brand awareness and general engagement around what might be a good fit for those guys ensures that that black hole is minimized. Let Smashfly help activate your brand and keep relationships at the heart of your CRM. For more information, visit smashfly.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. One of the other benefits that um, we want to make sure didn't go, uh, isn't forgotten about is for those utilizing our debt-free degrees or our tuition reimbursement programs, we're not enforcing the hourly work requirements for this semester. Um, we know that this is a scary time, um, whether you're impacted directly by COVID-19 or you know, you're, you're afraid to come into work or work as often as you were before, we're not holding that against our people who are utilizing our tuition um, or our educational benefits. So we're, we're waiving the hourly work requirements because, again, we want our people to focus on, on staying safe um, and, and taking advantage of these amazing benefits. Hey, guys, we're hearing a lot uh, in, this tra- in this trying time about depression and worried about mental health. And uh, not so long ago, uh, Starbucks 
announced that they would be providing mental health benefits as part of their package. Is that something you guys currently do as well or something that maybe yeah. you're thinking about with uh, depression and mental health being at the forefront of our daily news cycle? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we that we currently offer as 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 part of the program. Something that we're really proud of because there's you know there's such a notion that we should work on our on our physical fitness and sometimes I think you know historically that's been at the expense of wanting to talk about our mental fitness. And so uh, right actually right around the same time uh, we launched ours as as well. And so you know again coverage per incident I, I believe we cover six sessions per incident and it's also available to to the family as well yep. thing. and I, I guess you guys may have forgotten we talked about this on our last podcast Uh-oh. but um that's okay Uh-oh. um <laughs> that you guys are dealing with pandemic depression and you, and you just forgot about it that's okay um but yeah, as mike said we introduced our uh, our mental health benefits um to our entire company i think it was around october or november of of t- uh, 2019 um and yeah, it's covering between six to eight sessions per incident reported. Um, and even after you take advantage of those six to eight free sessions, um, if you still need someone to talk to or need, need support, um, we will recommend local mental health professionals um, within, within your area um, at a discounted rate as well. And since we last talked to you, um, we've had so much positive feedback, right? And we do this because it's, it's the right way. So when you look at, at building a business, you have the what and you have the how. We focus so much, certainly in this conversation and with our business, on, on how we care for and how we take care of our, our people. And so what, one of the most rewarding aspects is when we hear back from them about these benefits, which are fairly class leading, or we're in a class of a very few, at least, um, it's the right thing. It's very validating, especially now we weren't anticipating being the situation when we last talked. Yeah. And just so you know, working with Chad means I need mental health benefits <laughs> all the time. I think, I think everybody understands that already, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to pick up a part-time job at Chipotle. Come on down. <laughs> so for, for both of you guys, I mean, I would really like to hear some advice to TA leaders because Chipotle, I mean, you guys, from a leadership standpoint, you are aggressively going after these issues. I mean, you're looking for problems. You're not just trying to respond, right? I, I see that these things are happening and you're on the offense as opposed to the defense. So instead of being in the fetal position in the corner, sucking your thumb like most TA directors and and leaders are today. How do you get them into a mindset that is more aggressive and focused on going on the offense so that you have these wonderful programs and obviously have a brand that will continue to withstand beyond something like COVID-19? A great question that, and I, I would say that the key aspect is understand how you're collaborating with people cross-functionally, right? So we spend more time, I spent most of my career purposely avoiding compensation and benefits, right? Because I thought, all right, I do the sexy stuff. We bring people in, you know, I get the high fives. I changed it here. So in my relative old age, Joe would say I'm old, in my old age, I look at it and say, hey, look, I know how I think. I want to, which is frightening most of the time. So let me surround myself by people who think differently, who are complementary. And then outside of 
our team, we have this awesome team that Joe and I support. Outside the team, we've really forged some partnerships with people who people and functions that I've never paid attention to before. So when we reference marketing um, and Chris and his team, when we reference total rewards with Scott and his team and, and the level of partnerships that we have, it's because we're going out there wanting to learn to see how it informs what it is that we do, right? So it, it's it's getting outside of the mindset of, of, of operations. Now, the way I look at recruiting operations is you have to have that nailed down and you have to effectively be able to do full life cycle recruiting and be responsive in order to kind of get that 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 speed pass so that you can go play in in what I think is such an impactful space, which is that you know, talent branding, talent branding, integration and forming that narrative. And you can't do that in a silo. You have to understand what it is that we're offering. So for years, a great example of this is, you know, Joe, you should chat about. Um, how strongly you felt about advocating for our benefits in the restaurants and how, you know, the last 18 months we've seen that come to light because of those relationships. Absolutely. You know, I, I've been with Chipotle for uh, a little over six years and I was always a person raising my hand saying we need to market our benefits. You know, while people who work for Chipotle understand what our benefits are and, and how class leading they are, the general mm-hmm. public doesn't know. And we just didn't have the relationships with the right people at the right time. And the biggest part of this transition transformation is we have such an amazing company filled with people who just want to do the right thing. And I think when I look, whether it's COVID-19 or, or just a typical time in our life at Chipotle, we have the right people who want to do the right thing and work with each other to help cultivate a better world. So in light of that, guys, I, I want you to, to bring out the crystal ball a little bit. I want you to try the best you can to look in, look in the crystal ball in the future. Um, what does recruiting for you guys look like, say, a, a year from now? Um, will, will video interviewing continue to be a thing? Um, are you looking at more sort of automation tools uh, to keep people out of the restaurant and providing applications that way, like chat bots or, or other tools? Um, are you looking for a different skill set going forward um, in, light of, in light of this tragedy? Um, are you going to be looking for drivers? Are you guys launching your own sort of delivery service? Tell us what the future looks like. Sure. I would say that um, pretty <laughs> – no, yeah, you don't need a crystal ball for this one. Um, but if you – Look at our business and look at um, the increase in digital. Look at our loyalty program. Look at at, at delivery. Uh, given what we're in in the midst of, I would see us continue to lean in pretty heavily um, in in those areas. Uh, Joe, with, with respect to the the technology and and automation. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts for the field? You know, I I think when I look from a, a field perspective, I think there's definitely an opportunity to to leverage technology to make the interview process easier for our general managers who are running a you know two point five million dollar a year business. Um, you know, we there have already been conversations of how do we leverage AI to you know better select candidates for our restaurants to talk to. But at the end of the day, I think when when this pandemic is is over, I really see us still being a people-focused business, leveraging technology to make the interview process easier and simpler. But again, we we are a people-focused food business. And so we you know we've been we've been hesitant. We spend a we spend a, a, a lot of time um, really thinking about how we can implement and utilize technology w- without 
removing that that personal touch and that human connection. And so we will continue to because now we're really at the precipice of having to solve for a very different situation. Sure. So will we continue, you know, will we will we will we look at technology? Will we integrate? Certainly. Do we want to have so many filters in place that, you know, um, that it, it's all completely virtual? Probably, probably not. So we'll, we'll take a look at how we can balance that. Yeah, I think I, I, I envision us utilizing technology to make the life of the, our crew members and managers easier in the restaurant, whether it's you know how we prep, how we how we cook, how we serve our food. Um, I don't I don't see us leveraging technology to reduce the amount of people we have working for Chipotle. Excellent, guys. This is the reason why we have you on because we can we can talk about future as opposed to playing that offense, as opposed to playing that defense. That's Mike Miller and Joe Albano from Chipotle. Hey, guys. Where can our listeners connect with you? Jump on LinkedIn, Facebook. Where where are you where are you mostly socially active? Um, you can find Mike on the Craigslist personals. Oh, I just had, had a birthday, which reminded me that I, for the last decade, I've been all about social distancing. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, but a, a more serious answer, you can um, you can connect with myself, Joseph Albano. I am on LinkedIn. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's just LinkedIn.com slash Joseph Albano. And you can always find us on Instagram. <laughs> People we're, we're Instagram girls. We're, we're LinkedIn bros. We, we do it all. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Stay safe, guys. We, we out. Oh my god, I'm a Chipotle. Chipotle is my life. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.